Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hide the kids and pop the top on a cold one. Coming to you from the Riverbank Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. Section 34 podcast where we're drinking beers and talking eaters. And uh, rough day yesterday. Texas Tech comes in. Beautiful weather. Good crowd. The blue lot was ridiculous as always with these college students taking over. But uh, A lot of trash. Yeah, a lot of trash. They never got the Woodsy the Owl, uh, give a hoot, don't pollute memo in elementary school. Because they are polluting not only the trash, but the airwaves with their fucking terrible music. Yeah. The noise pollution is brutal. I thought you were just talking about their weed. <laughs> There's a lot of that going up, too. But uh, there was nothing really good about yesterday. No. Even Daryl Talley's number on the The R was falling off. The R was falling off. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, way to go. Way to freaking go. Oh, man. But... I mean, we come in, you know, you, you we come in on a high, at least with the fans, you think we do. Well, did you, know, you after, read the, the players' social media after the Oklahoma game? They were like, hey, let's we'll see you guys again in no, or December. Right. I mean, they seem fired up. and But that's right. They'll see them again on December. They'll just watch them on TV. That's true. I mean, that first half, I don't know. I mean – what the hell was going on? Down 14 rock out of the gates. You get the strip, uh, gives them the ball in their territory, and then the first drive they just kind of took it right at you. Well, they run that trick play on their first series. We get an interception, and we just we don't do anything with the ball. We don't even get – I don't even think we got a first down. We didn't. We ended up punting from the goal line. Yeah, and that flips – you know, they control field position. And they're out there with backups – I mean, they were decimated by injuries this week, and the effort we saw in the first half was reminded me of Texas Tech two years ago where we just got blown off the field. And year one, I understand that when you're turning a program over like like we did. But year three, are you kidding me? Talent-wise, I mean, honestly, talent-wise, we're every – under Brown, every game we've lost, we've been more talented. Uh, I mean, well, not Oklahoma. No, I'm talking oh. Texas Tech. Oh, yeah, yeah. Against yeah, Texas right, Tech. Right. Ev- I mean, every game that we have lost to them under Brown, we have been the more talented team and have just blown it. Yeah. I. You know, yesterday, in my opinion, is an indictment on the coaches. One, they didn't have the team ready to play. And two, what the hell were they doing on offense? What are we trying to do? 
I mean, we've been saying this all year, too. We've got no offensive identity. Zero. Zero. And <clears throat> that's not a team known for their defensive <laughs> prowess. They're terrible on defense. And we could not score one fucking point in the first half. Well, I mean, let's be honest. They're terrible on defense. And actually, this Texas Tech team coming into this game has been terrible on offense. Not a good team. Not a good team. I, I thought they were by far the second worst team by, uh, just ahead of Kansas. And for us to lose to them, I mean, I'm going back in my mind. I'm racking my brain like, what's the worst loss we've had in the Big 12? And it's obviously Kansas in 2013. But but now you, this one starts you, creeping well, up. You look back on that one, and we had pretty much packed it in for the year. Yeah. And we were, what, uh, four and eight? Mm-hmm. This, I mean, we're two and two. We go to Oklahoma. Looks like we got a little momentum building, and to come out and play like we did, I it's unacceptable. We're just not a good football team. Yeah, you're right. Can't block. Can't run. If, if I think at this point, if you go up expecting anything more than to just uh, enjoy the day, um, you're in the wrong stadium. We're not. We're not a very good football team. We have. Zero offensive identity. We have a horse for running back, and he's getting 60 a game maybe, if that. Uh, Estale looks like he's coming into his own. He took the top off the defense yesterday a little bit, but, I mean, we're just not a, we're just not a great football team. I just, go ahead. I was going to say it just did not look like they wanted to play yesterday in the first half. Just, I'm, I'm still on the Neil Brown train. I haven't jumped off this train yet, but it's the same coaching mistakes for the past three years. You know, what do we bitch about Holgerson? Time management. Holgerson didn't take timeouts. Brown burned stupid timeouts. You come off the field or get a first down, and then you call a timeout because you don't – you don't have the plan. You don't have the personnel. Whose fault's that? That you don't have the personnel out there. Well, he said after the game that was his their, their fault. The coaches they didn't know, the, like you said, personnel. They didn't know what what who was in the pl- the one that really just drove me crazy. And I think I got up and yelled in the stadium. We get the ball down to the four, and what are you what are you going to do there? You're going to run the ball. Clear. Yeah, you're going to run the ball. So we have to burn a timeout to call basically just I don't know if it was an isolation or what but a run up the middle and you know what we needed at the end of the game <laughs> timeout well yeah so we wasted a timeout to call a play that a fucking 7 year old playing Madden could do well and 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 I think we got to see why Garrett Green isn't starting because one, he's coming off the sideline, and Daggy's coming out. So he should already know the two plays that are being called. And he's standing there dumbfounded. I mean, he's he's looking over, not knowing what's being called. And I guess, I mean, what ended up happening, Brown caught a timeout, ripped his ass, and then, I mean, he didn't come back in the game. You know, and I've I've got a problem with a, what, he's been up there two years, three years? Two. Two. This is his second year. Okay. And he doesn't know the playbook and doesn't know the signals? I I don't know how that happens. You know, to top it off, Nico was there. 
Yeah. You know, if, well, I mean, probably thinking if uh, I'm Nico, I'm licking my chops saying, "Come on, not going to be too hard to win the starting job here." Because I heard it got confirmed that he is getting the enroll in January. So, I get everyone being excited about this kid. He's high profile. Obviously, he had the big moment on national TV. And twice, he just did it again last week. But you're in year four. And you're going to expect a true freshman to come in and, and basically save the offense. Nah, we'll no. We'll transfer from somewhere. Yeah. We always do. The quarterback situation is baffling, but at the end of the day, he Daggy played well yesterday. Daggy did play well. In the 20, second 20, half, he 25 did. 25 of 33, no picks. He had the fumble where he stripped from behind. Uh, Which I put whatever. that on. Um, what's his name? 50, um, the left tackle guy. Yeah. Just torched. Um, I mean – you can't blame that on him. That's not on him yesterday. No, no. He threw for 318 yards. He actually, our biggest bitch, you don't see him hitting the deep ball. He was hitting that deep ball there in the second half. Yeah, you can't blame that on him yesterday. We're just, like I said, man, I just don't think we're a very good football team. You know what I noticed when we started getting rolling in the second half was we went tempo. Yes. And then we score, what, 10 points really quickly? And then we start slowing down again. And the offense starts going to a crawl again. And again, it goes back to coaching. It's this all this pre-snap shit we do. You can't tell me that that's not a reason the guys are not are, are getting false starts. You got guys that are 6'5", 300 pounds, and they have to sit in their stance for, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, about. And, I mean, that would be hard just – in a squat normally, but you have a 285-pound guy across from you just waiting to tee off on you, and you have to sit there. And what I don't understand why we can't get plays in. This has been going on for three years. I mean, yeah. you can – Is there too much going on on the sidelines, too many people signaling stuff in that people aren't looking at the right person? Is it – I don't think they know what to do. I don't think so either. I think they are so concerned with the defense, what the defense is in. At a certain point, I mean, you know, when we had White and Slayton, Schmidt, and all those guys, you knew what we were going to do. Right. It was up to you to stop it. Most people couldn't. I mean, we're just going to run the ball down your throat, and that was that. I don't know. I mean, we've said it 100 times. We've probably said it 15 times this morning. I don't know what we're trying to do on offense. It hasn't improved. We're two and a half years in. He's got three offensive coordinators. He calls the plays sometimes. Sometimes the guy in the booth calls the plays. It's just a mess, and something's got to be done about it. This can't be – this will cost him his job, frankly. Oh, I mean, you're already getting the boo birds. The, I mean, I, the first thing I did on the way home was I gave it after his post-game press conference, waited about ten minutes, and then I got on – the social media sites just seeing and it's already starting the fire brown you know you, you didn't really have even though there was a couple got people that called in on daggy on the way home and i was like again you must not have watched the same the same game i did but it's like you said it, it this is all on the coaching staff this whole loss is on the coaching staff and again we can't Minus Long Island State, we can't break 30 points. Right. You know, and I guess I'm, I'm saying that, and we got caught out 
Diddy and I got caught out last week for saying that, you know, <laughs> 13 was enough. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, now, I, you know. You can't score 30 on Texas Tech. What are you doing? Now, I'm with you all. Deggie was fine in the second half. He got in a rhythm. I, they turned him loose. Maybe they haven't. <laughs> maybe they haven't let him. You all right, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, I got some sinus shit going on. We know. We can hear it. Yeah. I just thought they let Deggie play a little bit. And, you know, Deggie is not Will Greer or Tom Brady by any means, but he he looked fine. So, fourth quarter, they're driving down. We're down to one timeout. And then, I, I mean, I get I, – I, I get – when you come into that situation that it comes down to, you know, do you let them score? Do you, to save clock? Do you, you know, but Brown's excuse was we let them get too deep in the clock to let them score. And then what are the odds that you really block a field goal? Not good. Right. And he said less than 3%. And he said that he felt pretty good. Like we were going to block a field goal. Jeez. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't get that. You know, again, coming down to not having timeouts screws you. But don't sit here and tell me that you had it. You felt pretty good that we were going to block this field goal. That's why we were. It was a chip shot, too. It wasn't like, I mean, if it's like a 48 yarder, I could see that because the guy's got to kick the ball lower. But that was basically an extra point. And then all these people saying on that kickoff that Wright should have fair caught it. It was a squib kick. The ball hit the ground. You can't fair catch a ball there. Let me ask just, you something, though. What do you think we have a better chance of scoring on? Right returning a kick or going 90 yards with 16 seconds and no timeouts? Right, right returning, returning the kick. kick. Here's the thing. Okay, so it's a squib kick, right? So, Wright's going to get that ball with people still trying to pick up speed to get down there. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get, let's say, best-case scenario, or worst-case scenario, he gets to the 35. On that return. He might burn all the clock off. Probably not, but you, you're right. He might be able to get the What was it, 40 <laughs> seconds? No, there was like 17 or 17 16. seconds. Yeah, there wasn't okay. any time left. Well, let's just say let's let's just say that he gets to the 35 and off that burns seven seconds. Well, you could run a quick out and try to get to mid, maybe the 40 and throw up, heave something. But I mean, you're going... You know what, though? And then, and then what do you do? Set up for a 50-plus yard field goal? Which, I mean, maybe you do. You no, know? You, I mean, at that point, you're going Hail Mary, man. Well, you're not, you're, there's not enough time to get, get down. I don't know. Is, is this coaching staff going for a Hail Mary? I don't know. Should have never been in that position. No. Honestly. I mean, it just comes back to this being a must-win game. You would think that they would be ready to play. They were not. You would think that we would start cleaning up some of these offensive issues that have plagued us for two and a half years. We have not. We still, quarterback-wise, at this point, just bench green. There's no reason to play him anymore. I, I don't know what we're doing. It, it's it's so frustrating to see. It's just... I. I'm not a fire coach guy because I think no. when you fire a coach, you're, you're resetting. You're resetting. I think that's the mark of what loser programs do. 
I mean, look at Pitt. Pitt's Kansas. gone through can yeah, Kansas. I mean, go down the list. You look at the programs that cycle through coaches. They're not winning a whole lot. No, some and sometimes yes, okay. You hear you hear Brown say over and over. It worked at Troy. Okay. Well, at a certain point, you've got to put yourself in check and say, "Hey, it worked at Troy. It's not working in the Big 12. Right? You can't. You know, this ain't the Sun Belt. You got right. to score some points in this league. Now, I know the league has changed a little bit in the last year or two, where teams have kind Big of 12 started to play defense, started playing better defense. It's not the breakneck score seventy points a game type stuff that we used to see. I mean, Oklahoma State plays a lot slower than they used to. Oh yeah. Um, well, Kansas State, State has always played slow. Baylor's playing slower. Yes, you know Baylor plays a lot. Honestly, slower. Oklahoma's playing slower this year. Mm-hmm. You know now, but there's there's a certain time, and you know I just for a guy who is so buttoned up and is so the one of his selling points was that he's so detail oriented. We're a mess. Yeah, it's we're not we're not ready to go we don't know what play to call i mean it's just it's absurd and back to like talking about firearm i mean that's way too premature but i would not be surprised at the end of the year if if the seat's not a little warm well that the seat's going to be warm i mean the fans are the first people to react okay okay but you wouldn't be surprised if what then he sits him down and says you got to make some changes on offense but Another thing that frustrated me was why did we extend him? Why? Why did we extend him? And I bitched about this when it happened. I, I'm convinced, honestly, we extended him off of potential talent coming in. You think so? I mean, there was I don't to my knowledge, no one really came after him. And if someone wants to take him, go ahead. He hasn't proven anything to me. He's a great salesman. Great. Hell, he had me buying into De- me and you buying into Deggy yeah. this offseason. I mean, I was he's in. great. He's great at the political stuff you got to do to be a head coach. He's a great guy. I like him, but he is not getting it done. Well, like you're, like Diddy just said, or you did about you know different people calling plays. It might it might come down to Shane Lyons sitting him down and saying, "Look, you need an offensive coordinator. A a offensive coordinator." Not this by committee. And it's so... When have you ever seen something like that done? Um, Frank Beamer almost yeah, got fired. I was going to say Tech. Beamer did. Yeah, they made him clean out his staff, and that that was in the early 90s. If you go back and look at his record, it took him a while to get it going. It's happened before. I would fire the offensive line coach. Well, that guy well, hasn't done shit in two and a half years. We just did it. What? Who? They had to sit down with Dana about the forest. Oh, yeah. So and so he moved the forest out of that defensive position, put him on special teams, and then they went to special teams by committee after the special teams were shit. And then it came down to Dana having to tell a friend, you know, hey, this ain't working out, and I'm not losing my job because you're not working out. So I see mean, you, bud. We basically let Dana go, and the reason was the clock management, the just complete lack of what I would call concern for defense. I mean, defense was not a priority, and we had just determined that well, we could Well, now offense isn't a priority. Well, yeah, we could not win 
compete for league championships. I mean, Dana won. He didn't. He wasn't terrible, right? Right. We go eight and four, but we let him go because it was pretty clear that he could not win the league. Looking at this guy right now, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, and and I heard it over and over. It's the hangover from Oklahoma. Well, good teams don't have hangovers like that. Well, we're not a good team. No, we lost to Oklahoma. There should be no. I mean, that that was there was way too much moral victory. No, after no, no that. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking for the defense. I'm talking for the defense. Sorry. Yeah. People were saying for the defense that it was a hangover because. And here's or it thing. could just be the defense is on the field constantly every That's game. So there's no there's no it, hangover from Oklahoma. It's that you're on the field. Seventy uh, percent of the game, every game out, and you're bound and determined to have a bad game. I exactly. mean, exactly. Twenty nineteen again, and I've said it over and over since this season. This is the twenty nineteen team that the defense, if they have a bad game because they're exhausted, the offense going, can't bail the defense out. The offense can't be counted on. No, the defense. What you guys are saying is essentially the defense has to play perfect. Right. The defense well, isn't allowed to mess up. Yeah, the defense has to carry the offense every game, and then you just have to hope that the offense can put, you know, over 21 on the board. And uh, that's that's a lot to ask of that offense right now. There's just – I mean, there's just no – there's no identity to what the offense is. Um, it's almost like you're just – you're you're throwing shit up against a wall and seeing what sticks, and that's what, that's what we've got going right now. It's not um, – I mean, like I said, if you're going up there for anything more than just to enjoy the day, have a good time, if you're looking for W's, you're in the wrong stadium because that's not a good football team. No. And it, you know what? It's I, – I don't know. I mean, there's talented players there. The defense is, is very good. The defense is, uh, you know, top-notch. Um I don't think that they don't work at it. It's just it doesn't all come together. And, I mean, it's just it's a shame because, uh, you know, like I've said, we we have a horse at running back, and he's just not getting – He's not getting the love. Yeah, he's not, get, he's not getting he, – he's not having the senior year he should be having. And that offensive line should be performing better than what it is. Um, Nestor was just getting he had a abused. Bad day. Yeah. He had a bad day. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I just I don't see I don't, I don't see us beating Baylor next week. I don't see a whole lot of wins left <clears> in the <throat> schedule. I can tell you that right now. Now, well, do I think we'll play better next week? Yeah, we'll bounce back and play better. But is that good enough to beat Baylor? Well, let's take a Probably break and not. we'll come back and talk about that and we'll go ahead and forecast the rest of our the outlook for the rest of the season. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! When your heating and cooling system needs service, turn to Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been delivering quality service in West Virginia since 1980. No matter the make or model, Francisco Heating and Cooling can make sure your unit is back in service in no time. And their work is guaranteed. Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning is fully licensed and insured and is a certified train dealer. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Find them on Facebook or call 304-542-1895. Catch the Mountaineers in comfort with Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning.
Well, she said she didn't love And kept me out the door Now I'm living in one room Sleeping on the floor I think I'm gonna kick my boots up And put some music on Welcome back to Second 304 Podcast. And, uh, Crum, you got those scores from around the Big 12? Yep. Texas 32, TCU 27. No surprise there. Oklahoma 37, Kansas State 31. Iowa State struggled to beat Kansas 59-7. to <laughs> And Oklahoma State beat Baylor 24-14. to Oklahoma State's on a roll. Yeah, Oklahoma State's – I thought it was going to be – I didn't think they were going to be that good this year, and it seems like they're... They're always good. Yeah. Maybe we should take some notes. Well, speaking about taking something, let's take a break from talking football. and uh, <laughs> We're not too far from basketball season. No, no, no. I guess Diddy said he saw some players walking around. Uh, saw Gabe walking around yeah, the... Yeah, I saw this boy coming through the lot yesterday. The blue lot. and I've seen that we are picked... Just by like the preseason magazines, anywhere from like four to seven in the Big Twelve. I'll take that for basketball. I think we're better than that, but I'll take that. Um, I don't know. What are you all hearing? I know the freshman from England, who a lot of people are high on, think he could really develop into a good player. Yeah, but he's he broke out. his foot. He, he's hurt. He'll be out for a couple, like what, three or four weeks? I think so. Um, they said Cultural's looking very good. I'm just curious to see if if we're going to I I just how soon we get him back. Yeah, yeah. I mean that injury is so devastating sometimes. The fact that he's back after what 8 or 9 months. Yeah. And he's full go. I I Well, what they had him they had him shooting or doing basketball related activities at like 5 or 6 months. You know, not really running, but getting to like work on his shot free throw shooting well huggy said he's the third best shooter on the team behind mcneil and taz which would be great we could we're gonna play four out oh we'll definitely play four out we're gonna play four out and if you have a guy who's more of a what stretch four as they call it who can hit a jump shot i mean that'll really open up the lane for our guards well and like you saw with with Cottrell when he, you know, before he got hurt, he's not scared to take it in either. Yeah, he he kind of at the beginning of the year he looked a little timid to me. <clears throat> Just when you started seeing glimpses of him getting his confidence and being ready to play, he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So he's a big unknown to me. I I like him. I like I like his size. He's a big dude, and he appears to be skilled. Um. I'm curious, the guy who I think, if we're going to be really good, like top 15, it's got to be the kid from Old Dominion. Yeah. The transfer point guard. We got to – he's got to be – Huh? Curry? Curry, yeah. yeah. Malik Curry. Um, but – what? hold on, hold on. Back up, back up. What did you all – did you all see Huggins said that, yeah, Deuce was a big loss, but Culver was a bigger loss? I didn't see that. I didn't, see, didn't that. see that. Are Mm-mm. you kidding me? Yeah, he said that. He goes, we don't have anybody who can rebound. That You know, Deuce was great, but I'm more worried about not being able to rebound. Well, and, I mean, I think if you want to theorize what, what he's saying is just 
you know, we've got shooters. We've got people to handle the ball, but we've got no one underneath. I mean, what I think if we, I mean, if they start Gabe, we're in trouble just because I, I love Gabe's physical play, but the bad part is his physical play also gets him some quick fouls and, you know, I mean, that, that could be, nice be detrimental. If he flowers developed a shot in the offseason. Yes. Because, I mean, Flowers was just – Flowers, his senior year, when he came back, he was a totally different player. Yeah, he could shoot. Mm-hmm. He had a yeah, he really slow ass yeah. off. And he could, he could shoot. He could hit the boards. I mean, there – John Flowers' senior year <clears throat> is the reason why – yeah, I mean, he's playing overseas, but he's still playing overseas. Yeah. He he really – he worked his ass off to develop a shot. and He really contributed that, that you know, his last year here – It'd be awesome to see Gabe just get a consistent, like, 15-footer. little mid-range. Yeah, I don't need to see him shooting threes, but if we can get him 18, 15 feet, get him to be real nice with that, that'd be – that would be awesome. Just enough to show that he's a threat to do it. Yeah. yeah I'd love to see that. I, I'm, I wouldn't hold out hope for that, but it'd be nice. It would definitely be nice. Um, I think – you guys think we start? What do you think the starting lineup is? Because I got my sneaking suspicion on what it's going to be. I mean, it's probably Curry at the one, McNeil at two. Um, I mean, hell, I think three, four, five starts getting interchangeable. Yeah, I think you, you probably got to start Gabe, and then if Cottrell's able to go, I think he'll start. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know who we put in it. You know the five spot. I think you could play Cottrell as a three or four. I think we're going to go Curry, Sherman, McNeil, Bridges, and I would say starting out it'll be Gabe. I forgot about Bridges. I forgot about Bridges too. Yeah, I totally forgot about Bridges. I mean, Bridges is going to have to play four, but if we're running four out, one in, then it really doesn't matter. You don't need the you know traditional one, two, three, four, five lineup. Who takes over Deuce's scoring load? Um, I think it's got to be a combination of uh, Curry and Bridges. I think McNeil and Sherman are going to give you probably 15 to 18 a game, both of them. I mean, they're both. Uh, if those guys are hitting for 15 and 18 a game, <laughs> we're going to be a really, really good basketball team. I yeah. mean, they're going to get shots, though. They're going to get a lot of shots. Because from what I've read about Curry, Curry is – not a great shooter, but he is a playmaker. And dribble drive. Dribble drive. Right. Yeah. He's, he's not scared to take it to the hole, which we've kind of missed. That, you know what? I love Deuce, but to me, Deuce Deuce was so good at pulling up that I don't think he went to the rack very much. Mm-mm. No, because he'd hard drive and then pull up foul line extended and do that little pop. Yeah. But it'll be nice to have someone who can get in the lane and make the defense – sort of sag in and hopefully we can kick out and we got the shooters that can start how was malik at odu from the line i don't know see that'd be i mean it's gonna be all fine and dandy if he can drive and and get that but you know if if he's i'd like to see what he was from the line because it's it's been it's been a while since we've had i I was going to say point guard but pretty much anyone that would drive hard to the rim and then also be able to get that in, you know, the N one at the line. To answer your question, last year he shot eighty five percent. Okay. So, so 
That's good. Yeah, I mean, and it's pretty good. That, I mean, that's a game changer in more aspects. You know, more aspects than just the one. Yeah, the last guy I remember really going to the hoop and doing it really effectively was Staten. Yeah, and Staten like looked for the contact. Yeah, he, he didn't was, shy away from it. So yeah. he, you know, he was strong for a for a smaller guy. But I, you know, it's going to be this to me is McNeil and Sherman's team. We're going to go as they go. And having someone that dribble drives keeps that the opposing team honest. You do it enough, they start collapsing. That's yeah. That's, given, that's the goal. That's the goal. Giving Hot then, Boy out there in Sherman, the wide open look. Yeah, Sherman to me is a guy. If if you can spread a defense out he can go one-on-one he can iso because mm-hmm. he he's great at getting his own shot too but but from some things i mean malik will be able to iso too yeah um so but i agree with huggins rebounding is a concern yeah i mean that's one thing that i mean hugs has always prided himself on defense and the boards both offensive and defensive rebounds but yeah i mean we had one year where our basic Basically, our offense was miss a shot and hope Kevin Jones rebounds it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> miss a shot and go back up. You need some uh, Advil, cold and sinus, bud. No. Um. But I'm excited. I mean, we have a pretty good schedule. You got Pitt, UConn. The Big 12 game, Big 12 SEC games, Arkansas, that'll be a tough game. I thought we've kind of gotten screwed on scheduling. I mean, we open up at Texas, then we play Arkansas on a Saturday and have to go to Baylor on a Monday. I mean, it's going to be – the Big 12 is going to be brutal this year too. Yeah, the Big 12 is going to be rough. Tapping out. He's tapped out. He looks like our offense yesterday. (laughs) okay so november 9th is the first game oakland in the coliseum and then the following is pit at home that'll be a fun one what what night is that game on november 12th so is that a saturday or what is that a friday i think it's a friday before Friday night. Yeah. The Coliseum ought to be packed. You want me to get that for you? No, I'm good. You can just take it out of the Diddy over there chilling on the chilling on the couch. <laughs> oh my. This is this is when I wish we were recording like videoing. <laughs> the the <laughs> All right. I think he. I think he's found a new seat. Let's um, let's give out some beers of the week. All right. And so the Palette Bar beer of the week in Taze Valley, West Virginia. Go give him a look. This is much better doing this from laying here on the couch. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know that right now. This may be my spot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very relaxed. We'll get him a boom mic and just yeah, hang it over. Just him. Hang it over top. It's very very relaxing to me. Uh, beer of the week. Uh, I mean, do you really want to give one out? I got one. I do. I've got two. I've got one. I mean, if you're going to give it Estelle or Daggies, who I would give it to, but um, I think that's a pretty bad loss yesterday. Yeah, the one I'm 
the one I'm giving it to, uh, you know, I'm giving it to Estelle with that catch after getting blown up right there in the end zone, holding on, still getting it. And then defensively, I'm going to give it to a die with that hit he had. Kind of, kind of reminiscent of a another another number number four, four except this uh, this number four had to keep it more legal than what yeah, his no. cousin did. Cousin, the Jamil Adai, I don't know if he, he could play anymore. No, him, him, Lorello, Grant Wiley. Oh, I mean, those guys wouldn't be able to play anymore. Barrett Green used to cream people. Oh, if we're going to go that far back, yeah. none of those guys could yeah. play. Uh, my beer of the week is Estale. I mean, in an era where guys make one play and take themselves out, you had a guy get, what, a 50-yard catch? Yeah. Then comes back. They hit him with that little, like, pop, whatever they call it. They throw it out to the sideline. He gets some tough yards there. And then, like, a play later, he scores, gets crushed, and holds on to the ball. Yeah. That's so. that's some serious effort and toughness, something I think overall we are lacking. Yeah, especially we're a very tough team. No, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, defense, I'd say we are. but Yeah. Um. All right, so WVU goes to Baylor. Waco. Noon game. and I think we I get think our boots smoked. Yeah, I think we're in trouble. We're coming into them. I mean, now every game turns into a must-win game, and I don't know if we can win against Baylor. We'll go Baylor-TCU, Baylor off week, which I wish we'd had the off week this coming week and not not after Baylor, but – I think we're in trouble. I, I think we're in trouble for the rest of the season. I mean, you're you're looking for, you know, must-win games and hoping to get four to five more wins. I don't know if we've got three more wins on the schedule. How long do you keep listening to him talk about how you can blame him and it's on him and, uh, you know, he answers all the questions, which is more than what, you know, Holgerson did. But how long do you continue to listen to that with him just saying, you know, it's on him, he's got to make some changes, and then you continue game to game to see no changes being made. Uh, not much longer. I mean, it's just like telling someone you're sorry but doing the same mistakes over and over. Well, if if you're sorry, then you need to correct the mistakes. Well, if it's on you and blame you, we will blame you, and we're going to continue to blame you, but it needs to come to a point that you have to make the changes to fix what the issue is. Let some other guys play. You know, let some other guys play. I don't understand why the same guys get to make the same mistakes. That's driven me crazy for the last two years. And you got guys that don't get to play and same guys move, same guys hold, same guys turn the ball over. Let some other guys play. Or dummy down your offense. Can it be much dumber? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Seriously, can yeah, it? I mean, you're right. I, I don't think it can be much dumber, but here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Start eliminating who they're looking at over there. I mean, they can't figure it out. Look, I mean, I, I know this much. A football coach I know currently says he takes all the all the read, everything out. He's telling, you know, when he calls in the play, 
here's your progression. You don't need to sit here and read the defense. Here's the play. Here's where you look. One, two, three, done. It, it, it takes it, It's taking the guesswork out, and I think we're getting too complicated on the sideline with what they're signaling in. Just run the play. Just run the damn play. I'm with you on that. I Call think- it in. Here's the two plays. If the safety's high, here's what we're running. If they're if they're two safeties or safeties playing up, here's what we're running. Done. My brother had a good point. If you're and just gonna, show one or two. If you're going to do all this pre-snap stuff, why don't you just get in a fucking huddle? Yes. You know, like, what? Well, there's no rule that says you can't get in the huddle anymore. Well, no, we huddled up that one time for uh, 25 <laughs> seconds and then had to call a timeout. I mean, if we want to play like it's 1985, at least huddle up like it's 1985. I, I'm with you. Can it get any dumber? That's a good question. I don't think it can. I don't think I, it can be much. Be careful what you wish for. Though. Yeah. Well, how about? Uh, I guess I misunderstood, or they changed the rule. But on that, and I'm calling it a fake field goal because that was the design play was to come out there and try to draw them off. Sides. What happened? I I never understood what happened. They called an abrupt movement by the line, so they were in two point stance. Uh huh. Then. Melisevich either said said or something, and they drop down and go to a three point stance. And they call and they came off the D line came off and just plowed our guys. And they called the offense making an abrupt movement. You're allowed to make that movement. It's no different than I mean you see it in all the time, the collegiate level, high school level. Well, yeah, I, I well you have to be set for a second before they snap it, or right. two, two seconds or something. I'd I mean, like how, to see what the Big 12 says. How many Again, guys though, go yes, from... It's getting cute. It's getting cute. Well, it's getting cute, but you wanted they wanted the first down there. And, and they would have got the first down because... Yeah, that was fourth and four. We would have yeah. gotten the first down. So, I mean, the design play was to go out there and look. Again, we can bash on... We, we can bash on... Uh, I about called him Dana. Brown. But... He knows he knows the game. Right. So he knows, he knows that that's a legal play. I would like the explanation from I would the too. Big 12 officials about that. I would that. too. But I think we're in trouble. I mean, you ten, know. 10 to 6, Baylor. Baylor it's going to be brutal. I'm going to <laughs> It's going to be boring as shit. We're not going to do anything on offense. 30-20, Baylor. We, will, we, will we score? We're going to score 20? I'd say we score 20. Mm. No way. No way. Would you rather have uh, Dana's high-flying offense putting points on the board? But, you know, I mean, obviously he's not a great coach either, but at least his team scored. Um, That's a great question. It was entertaining as shit. It was frustrating, but at least you saw some fireworks. Yeah, this I mean, is boring. We've locked this up. And this There's an extension already been given. $4 million a year he's getting paid. And uh, let's be honest, um, we're in, what, his third year? Yes. We're two and a half in. Well, essentially two and a half in. And have you seen any improvement other than, you know, the level of recruits he's landing? Have you seen any improvement on what's taking place on the field? Defensive side, yeah. Not on offense, though. But not on the offensive side. And the offense is where he's got his hands on most of it. Correct. It's very, very troubling. Very troubling, but you know, like I said, if you're going up there expecting anything more than just to you know enjoy enjoy and have a good day, 
if you're going up there thinking you're going to watch a national championship contender this year, you're uh, you're out of your mind. And uh, if you believe that, I've got beachfront property in, uh, you know, fucking Montana. I'll sell you as well because, uh, I mean, this is just you, just, you have to know when you walk into that stadium what you're going to see, and then you hope that, you know, maybe one game they wake up, they, they come out of it, and they explode offensively because they've got the talent to do it. It's just, uh, for whatever reason, man, it's just not clicking, and it's just not it's not translating to the field. I uh, I really thought we were going to be a good football team this year. I did too. You know what? I'm I'm with you all on that. More disappointing than the like struggles on offense, it's the constant shooting yourself in the foot. I thought we would be a disciplined football team, and we're not. <clears throat> we constantly make mistakes. Yeah, Some of that get, we're not getting the personal fouls I, like we did under Dana. No, I I um and, and to me right now you got to look at the coaching. What the hell are they doing? Someone's got to answer for it, and and, and, and I'm, I'm with you, Diddy. I'm sick of him after every game saying all the right stuff. And well, not, and it that's, doesn't that's the thing, you know. And you also, there's really nobody in there who's asking him anything, um, even remotely. No, they're not. They're not uh, ruffling feathers or or asking him any hard questions. They're firing him softballs, and uh, you know that's fine. You can sit and say, "Oh well, you know this is on me. This is on me." Uh, uh, if you want to be mad, be mad at me. And then he's always thanking the fans for staying there. It's like, dude, you know, relax with all that shit. The fans were here before you. They'll be here after you. Um, that's never going to change. Stop stop with the political correctness and just, you know, figure it out. I mean, you know, like I said, you can keep saying it's on you, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, fix it. Make it right. You know, I mean, look at – Hugs said it, when when the basketball team had a bad year, he's this is my fault. I'm going to fix it. He said it one time. That's all that needs to be said. It, it doesn't need to be repeated over and over and over. We know it's your fault. But the we're watching it. But the difference is, it's like you said, Hugs fixed it. You know? Yeah, he doesn't. And he he never harped on it. He said he let you know one time. This is my fault. I fucked this up. I'll fix it. I'm going to make it better. I, I trust me it's it's not going to be this way i you know this just him coming in after every game it's on me it's on me it's on me well okay yeah you keep saying that but i'm not seeing any results to show that you're trying to fix it so figure it out fix it make your corrections you know uh i, I don't need to hear you talk about it I, we, we all want to see it translate to what's going on on the field at the end of the day like it's just you know, I I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I his 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 press conferences and the answers is just monotonous at this point. It's you know, just, he's so scripted. Yeah, it's all it's all very. It's like uh, out of a playbook, like a template. Say that in that, that's kind of how his offense is. He he reacts to everything at a certain point. Like I said earlier, you got to be proactive. You you should be dictating the terms of what's going on on the field, not reacting to the defense. Just run it down their throat or air it out. Put them on their heels. We don't do that. Well, when we do, we, we react back off. to everything. When we do put them on the heels, on their heels, we back off, and then we play not to not to lose. Yeah, that's 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 it right there. 
We play not to lose. When you play not to lose is when you is when it goes bad. It's exactly right. Everyone knows that. You learn. Hey man, you learn that in elementary school. You should try to score on every play. Oh, absolutely. My goal, my goal going into every game would be score a hundred. Yeah, that's what Coach Edward, my high school football coach, his dad used to say that. I think I'm going to score on every play. You should try to score. Every play is designed to score. You should try to score every single play. Well, if you're not, then what are you playing for? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just like I said, I I was I was dumbfounded yesterday with with just how bad it looked, and man, unfortunately, um, I think he's going to start getting hit with some uh, boo birds. Uh, he started he to yesterday. yesterday. I think I think it's going to rain down on him, and you know he, that's not enjoyable for anyone. But uh, I, I did. It was not directed at any of the players. It's directed at the coaches. They make a shit ton of money, and that's what we get. Zero points and a half against Texas Tech, one of the worst defenses, the worst defense maybe outside of Kansas in the league. I would say they are in the bottom ten percent in college football. Hey, you at can't least, score a fucking point in half. At least, uh, hey Neil, football is two halves. I was gonna say at least we scored in the second half this year. Yeah, right. We scored. Or holy shit, we scored touchdowns in the second half. Yeah, what a concept. No, we didn't score any in the first half. No, but. first time in nine games we've had a touchdown against a power five team, isn't it? Yeah, I could go on for hours about this, but we should probably get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. I'm. I'm going to go home and take a nap. Yeah, I'm going to go home and watch some NFL games or watch Ted Lasso. I haven't watched that yet. Is that is I that don't good? know. I just got a new iPhone, and I got, like some, <laughs> I got free, some free, free months. Stuff. Yeah, I got some free months of Apple TV, so I, I've heard people raving about it. I figured, I figured I'd start it, and with, sur- yeah, with surgery coming up, it's going to give me something to lay around and watch. Sudeikis was legendary on Eastbound and Down. Oh, yeah. I've always liked Jason Sudeikis, period. <laughs> so... Well, all right. Screw it. Let's get out of here.